Hi, this is Kate. And I'm Amy. And welcome to the Hush My Mouth podcast. Welcome back. Hello. How are you? Good, good. What's been going on with you this week? Well, not this week necessarily, but literally almost right up to the minute yeah. of recording the pod, I just made the spinach and tortellini soup that oh. was previously discussed on the cooking episode for myself and Amy. It was so good. It just warms my soul. It is. And the, <laughs> and, and, and the garlic bread to go with it. Oh, yeah. It just, it looked great. It smelled great. Thank you. It tasted great. Yeah. I'm so glad that you liked it. I was yeah. like, oh, I really hope she likes it as much as I do. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my highlight for the week. How it about was you? great. Um, we took the oldest, uh, shopping moving up in the world of, uh, jobs. Oh so yeah. His management job is going to require, of course, him to look the part. Yes. So he needs to be a little less casual. He has to represent. That's right. <laughs> and he does not like shopping. He, yeah. he is terrible at it. He uh, is a man after my own heart. That's right. He doesn't <laughs> like to do it. So, um, uh, my husband uh, loves to shop. I love to shop. So we're not really sure what happened in the DNA. <laughs> Um, so anyways, we took him to the Dillard's outlet in oh. Louisville. I Just, didn't even know there was a Dillard's outlet in Louisville. Yes. I'm learning something new. Uh, it's, and it's nice because, of course, the Irving one's much farther, and that was the only one. Okay. Um, the Louisville one, much closer. Um, and there's a lot more around it, too, like shops and rest, other shops oh, and restaurants. Because cool. um, it's right there on 35. Okay. Right, that interchange in 35 and... Uh, uh, 121. Oh, okay. And, um, and I would say they're a bit more organized there too. Like they really keep things orderly. That's nice. Normally, if you've never been to a Dillard's outlet, um, it's massive. It's like, it's a, an entire Dillard's floor plan. Mm-hmm. Except it's set up like a TJ Maxx. Right. So it's difficult sometimes to shop because who wants to look through racks and racks of clothing right. for hours. And so what's nice is everything is set up obviously men's women's kids all that good stuff household stuff shoes but within those categories they'll have everything by size and by color oh by color is even better yes by color amazing yeah so by color by size and then what you're looking for so if you're looking for skirts all the skirts are in one place if you're looking for short sleeve shirts all the short sleeve shirts are one place and then they break it down between size and color so it kind of, especially if you're looking to match stuff or mm-hmm. you just know you don't want yellow. Right. You, you know, skip that section. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so in, in my son's world, this was great because he only had to go to one store. Good. And so he, we were able to find him some, some shirts and uh, some pants so he can, you know, start looking like a grown up. Um, I was able to score some pajamas for five dollars. Hey, and, a win for you. I know, <laughs> and in a cute shirt. So, um, so yeah, I love it. I'm gonna have to check this place out. I know we'll have to go. The only, the only thing is about it is, um, is it all sales are final, so you okay. can't return. So you have to try stuff on. If Make you, sure you really want it, right? If yeah. you want to, and that's kind of a eh, wah wah um, <laughs> sometimes. But um, and then the types of sales they have throughout the year. So. Um, usually around the major holidays, so like your Labor Days, your 4th of July, mm-hmm. all that stuff, they will have a 50% off everything mm. off the pink ticketed price. So it's a 50% off already clearanced. Wow. Yes. And then at times like, you know, random weekends, they'll have different things, which is how I got the pajamas for $5. Okay. <laughs> um, so they were getting rid of their like long 
jammy kind of things right um and stuff and so they'll have different things that'll be 50 percent or mm-hmm. whatever so you have to kind of they always post it on their website so you always know what it is um and yeah that's that's the fun love me a dillard's outlet well i'm i'm glad that uh you guys had some success and that you didn't have to go to the yellow section yeah <laughs> <laughs> this week we're gonna talk about british television um heart british tv yeah kind of a little follow-up i know we were talking about the royals and uh we also love their tv (laughs) you know it really until streaming and stuff really became a thing it seemed like something that you just really didn't have access to except for like what they would put on pbs right um and so not being able to have access to some of the shows and everything uh, and then once that started happening, I can give all my husband, all the credit to my husband who would find, you know, all of a sudden we've got a subscription to Acorn. Right. <laughs> and BBC. <laughs> there are a lot of um, small platforms. Like I have a BritBox subscription. Oh, we have that too. I yeah. have Acorn. Um, I have PBS. Right. And I think all of that I get through Prime. But um, they're very, they're pretty tiny in terms of like dollar amounts. Right. And I'm definitely getting my money's worth. Yes. <laughs> in yes. viewing. <laughs> well, you know, funny thing was growing up, I mean, the only thing I, the only, <laughs> this is terrible. The only thing I knew about British television was, and, and this isn't necessarily TV, but like Monty Python. Yeah. And then Benny Hill. That was yeah. it. You know, and I thought, what is wrong with those people? Like, this is, <laughs> this is all I had. Uh, but yeah, I know when I started watching it, it's, it's interesting as an American watching that their television and like our television. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously there's a lot of similarities. Um, and you know, we know the vernacular is a little different. Sure. Like we have to turn on the subtitles right. um, sometimes, especially if they're <laughs> Scottish people. And sometimes the accents are <clears throat> thick, even though they're speaking English. Correct. Yeah. And then sometimes they're just using terminology. We have to Google. Yes. Cause I said, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, so we're, we learn a lot, mm-hmm. um, for sure. And, uh, but you know, I think what I really appreciated was, and this is going to sound not great, but I don't mean it this way is how much, how intelligent the writing is Yes, sometimes, because I feel like, and I think Americans are doing better, but I feel like we're playing catch up mm-hmm. with this idea that, especially when you're doing a television, like drama programming, right? People want to see people you see in that role, mm-hmm. like a real person. And I think there's a tendency in American TV to put the super good looking person every right. single time. Yeah. And, or especially with the cop shows and stuff where you see like, you know, a police, a female police officer and she weighs 80 pounds. Like right. that doesn't happen. <laughs> um, you know, like they're not dressed like a police officer would be dressed. Yeah. I think it's like American TV is more stylized. Yes. Right. It doesn't have the same grit. I mean, not every show, obviously I'm mostly talking about like network shows in America because you know, like HBO and uh, Showtime too, but you know what I mean? Yeah. They can do whatever. Right. Right. And I mean, we've had great television come from those platforms Um, but still there's definitely a difference in like, it, it uh, it just feels like the character development is deeper and more realistic 
I mean, you do obviously get shows that are not intended to be that way, even on British TV, and that's fine. Like, that, we're not talking about something that's like sci-fi or you know, yeah. fantasy yeah. or whatever. But in a drama, except for Doctor Who, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I don't like those. I'm saying yeah. I don't expect those to be realistic. Right, right. right. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's definitely a difference in the need for an appearance of good-looking people, beautiful clothes, you know, right. outfit, you know, the, the uh, settings. And, you know, sometimes it's it's just... It's not a very real representation of what those same, like if you're watching a medical drama or a yeah. police drama or a courtroom drama, it's not, you feel like that's probably not how, not very close to reality. Yeah. Um, but when on these British TV shows, I don't know what it is. I don't know if, it, I mean, the acting is typically great. Not like there are not, you know, great actors in America. There certainly are. I love a lot of American shows yes. too. But it's, there's just something different. Yeah. And yeah. I get sucked into it easier. Well, I guess like, you, you know, like we were saying, like the focal point seems to be on the storyline yes. and the characters as opposed to what's going to get ratings. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like when I think about when we were growing up, like, you know, if I'm a young girl and I'm watching like an 80s cop show, like TJ Hooker and Heather Locklear... <laughs> Is the police officer. Yes. Now, I'm not saying there aren't some good-looking female police officers, but it's like, I'm supposed to believe that Heather Locklear passed the police academy? <laughs> you know, and it, that was the focus because she she had a lot, you know, she was very popular and she yeah. had lots of attention and, and whatnot, as opposed to putting someone in that role that looked and acted and could act like a police officer. Right. You know, would. And so I think that's what I think I appreciate that there's less fanfare over that and more focus. Mm -hmm. And I really like that. I like watching a show that feels authentic. Yeah. And, um, and maybe cause I don't, it just seems a little different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like, uh, I, I, I think there's a definitely an authenticity that, that hits me with, with those, um, and a focus on kind of just amazing writing and, and character development and yeah. not just entertainment. Right. No, I agree. I really got into British TV mostly like six or seven years ago. I think, again, like you were saying, like sort of when streaming came to be. And I feel like now I what I love is like going on Prime or, you know, one of the platforms and – I like the way they have it set up so that if you have a show that you really liked, and this isn't just true for British TV, but yeah. this is how I find a lot of the shows. Oh, right. Like if you like this. If, if you like this, then you might like that. Yeah. Or, you know, you can see who are all the actors that are in mm-hmm. the show. And if you like a particular actor, you can see, like, what are the other things that they are in. And I find there's a lot of crossover of actors. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I'm pretty convinced that... that um, the Brits have five actors and they just right. them over and over again. <laughs> they just rotate like, through all I th- these I shows. think it's a bigger country. But, um, but yeah, no, Chris does the same thing. He'll be like, oh, I, we saw him in this. And, yeah. and, you know, we liked it. And so, you know, we'll, we'll see if we like this one. You know, it's the yeah. same thing. But Yeah, I've definitely found a lot of shows that way. And, and good ones. I mean, I yeah. guess, you know, people are picking good material. That's right. Too. So, so what are some of your favorites that you've seen over the last few years? Well, I mean, there's, I, I, I have to lead with, I think one of my all time free 
faves, which I think we've even talked about before, but Broad Church. Oh, I love Broad Church. And I think there were only three seasons of that, yeah. if I'm not correct. But um, And they were into, they, while they used some of the same characters, like yeah. the lead detective mm-hmm. um, or police officer, I forget what her actual title was, um, but they were three different complete storylines. Yes. Yeah. Um, it just was so well written. Like, oh my gosh. I, especially that first season without giving anything away. I, I got to the end and was like, what? Yeah. Um, and so it was just, you know, it's, it's hard. I, I would admit for writers these days to kind of one up yeah. something. It's hard to surprise, um, viewers these days, but I was definitely surprised yeah. toward the end of that one. I didn't know where it was going. Yeah, me um, too. And I think it was like, it could have gone so many different ways, but the way that it did end up going, I really didn't see coming. Yeah. And again, with that one, it's the character development, the performances. I mean, David Tennant and oh, Olivia yeah. Coleman, come on. I mean, hello. Like, that's why there's only three seasons because it's these the are dream team. amazing yeah. actors who had a million other things to do. That's <laughs> right? right. But yeah, I was, I mean, it's one of those things where I would say if, if you've never watched any British television, just go there because it was a really good. Yeah. Yeah. I might watch it again. I know. I have watched, I think I've watched the first season twice. Okay. Um, and typically I wouldn't rewatch something like that because I know what's going to happen, but it's still just sucked, sucks yeah. you in because it's, again, it's just so well done. Well, and sometimes I think with those, you go back and you see details you didn't see before because you know the yes. outcome. Yeah. And to be like, oh, now I see why that right. mattered or, you know, whatever. So I think you do get a different perspective. So, yeah. yeah. No, I think so too. All right. Um, we've talked about Endeavor before. Yes. I know that's one of yours yep. that you really love. I love that one. I won't go into it because I talked about it on another episode of the podcast, but Um, But it definitely has a lot of the characteristics that I enjoy in a lot of the other shows. And I think it's really up the list in terms of the writing, the character development, and the performances. Yeah. You know, just incredible people. So I definitely highly recommend that one. Yeah, love that. I also have uh, Line of Duty. Oh, me too. Yoo-hoo. I love that one. In Uh. fact... I'm like, is it over? I guess no. it is. I don't. Is it? Well, it's been years since oh, they it put has. on a new okay. season, so I'm guessing maybe it's the end. It's always hard for me because sometimes, again, we will be late to oh, me too something, and so I, I you know, Chris will start something. I don't think it's current. He's Amy, this 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 was in 2010. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know. I should have should have guessed by the phones, but um, <laughs> but yeah, that one's a really good. I forget how many seasons there were, but there I were think several, six or seven. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. But that one, again, with, like, the shock value of some of the mm-hmm. things that happened that you didn't see coming. Right. And um, I think that one in particular, and not to give anything away, but there was a young actor that was on that show that I had seen on another show. So I recognized her when I started watching the season of Line of Duty. I don't even remember which season it is. And I thought, oh, okay, like, this person is going to be on this show now. And then, like spoiler she died like in the second episode uh, <laughs> i was like wait a minute this is like a, a you know fairly yeah. big name or at least a recognizable yeah. face so yeah the twists and turns in that one i know well and that's again an example of terminology that we don't use um you know because obviously they're dealing with investigating other cops right you know which they refer to as a bent like you're bent if right you're, and we refer to this as just a dirty cop right you or know? crooked yeah, yeah so um so they're always saying bent you're bent and yeah. you know so then chris and i'll be walking around the house like we're british 
He's bent. He's bent. Like we're that's that's a really good one. <laughs> okay, what do you got? Um, one of the other ones that I really love, and again, I think I've talked about um, this one before, is um, Unforgotten. Oh yeah, and that's. Um, Nicola Walker, who's been on several yes. of the British shows that I really enjoy. She has Annika mm-hmm. now as her new show. I think yes, we watched seasons. that too. Yeah. Yeah. Which I really like that one too. That one has, is kind of um, quirky. Like her character is kind of quirky in yeah. Annika. And um, I, I know I recommended it, I think it's maybe to my dad when he was visiting one time and he started watching it and he was like, I don't know if I can get used to the, where she talks directly to the camera. Yes, um, yes. But I, I like that. I think I just think she's just such a great actor that I've, I've watched just about anything that she's in. Well, and I think it's another great example of here you have a leading character who's female mm-hmm. and she's not a supermodel. Right. She's an older, you know, yeah. like in our age range when I say older, you know. And again, I mean, that's what I really appreciate is she's a really good actor mm-hmm. and and you get really entranced in that character. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with whether or not I think she'd look good on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Right. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> Yeah. I that's what I really really like. Is there's value in in the um actions or the you know how they play their part and mm-hmm. less about what they look like yeah so, yeah it's a little more believable i think and that's not to say that nicola walker isn't a lovely looking she person. is but you know what she i'm is. saying <laughs> yeah like we're not all going to you know but you know kirsty brinkley not very many of us are right no there's a throwback for sure <laughs> okay i think they're on like their 3000th season by now but call the midwife oh that's on my list too um, i love that show uh, in fact i think you may have been the one to tell me about could it could have been it's the show i almost didn't watch yeah because chris played one episode like and it was kind of weird for him to pick it because yeah. this is nothing about what most men would be like oh that sounds fun. right but i think he thought i might like it mm-hmm. and so we watched an episode and i was like oh, i don't know you know, I wasn't like immediately sold. Yeah. And so I was like, well, we'll watch it. Usually that's kind of our shtick. Like, let's watch a couple episodes before we give up on something. Give it a chance. Sometimes yeah. they don't just hit you hard. Right. And honestly, I, yeah, if we had not done that, but I was like, we were in at yeah. that point. It was just, yeah, it's such an interesting, I love everything about it. I love that it focuses on women mm-hmm. and both in the um uh bringing life into the world but right? also in those people that are helpful in providing that and mm-hmm. i just love like the work ethic of those characters that you know work at the nanata's house the mm-hmm. nun whatever we call that another uh, i don't know i don't know what you call that an <laughs> abbey i don't know they don't call it that because it's a unique situation right it's not a catholic right, um, right. yeah so and some of them are nuns and some of them are just midwives right like they're not all some of them do both. Yeah. And just kind of that, that service to their community. Like, mm-hmm. cause you know, they weren't getting paid a whole lot. Right. Um, you know, even in the fictional world, they weren't getting paid a whole <laughs> lot. Um, but yeah, but it just had that, like, you know, I have this duty to my community to help and mm-hmm. you know, that's how babies came into the world. They didn't all go to the hospital. They yeah. were, you know, and so just, and then just to see all the different characters. Well, that's it because every episode while the core people, stay the same not through season to season but at least you know for multiple episodes you have the same doctor you have the same midwives you have the same nurses you have the same nuns but they're always helping a new mother yes at multiple usually there's two or three different storylines on each episode 
So you get to see that, but then you also get to see like the undercurrent of their lives as these caregivers and how that changes and evolves. Yeah. And you know, sometimes, I mean, I have laughed at that show. I've cried watching that show. Like boo hooed. Yeah. Like I needed eight boxes of tissues and I had to turn it off for a few minutes. Yeah. Because it's a reality that not every pregnancy ends the way that you anticipate right um you know women die in childbirth yes. it's not even now mm-hmm. i mean this was i think done in the early 1960s it's yeah you said it early spans 1960s. a bit of time but yeah but there's tragedy tragedy involved with, yeah you know and it's just kind of a remembrance uh, you know if especially like like us you know you're not really looking at it on a daily basis you're just you know consumed with your own experiences but to watch women mm-hmm go through things and then also kind of the what the times were like so you've got women from all different backgrounds yeah. you know maybe with different domestic situations financial situations mm-hmm. um but yeah i just love it yeah i love that one too i'm always like waiting for the next season to come out and then yeah. they do that little sneaky thing where they give you the christmas episode oh, yes that's like it's it's completely separated from the season yeah so you get like a little teaser that's right. You're like, yes, they're back until they come back. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Um, another one that I really love is it's called Mr. Selfridge. Oh, right. Right. And it's about um, Selfridges, the department, the British department store. I think uh, I think it still exists. It's sort of competition for like a Harrods. A Harrods okay. is a little bit better known these days i guess but i'm I'm not british so right. i don't know what people in england <laughs> think someone about write in please selfridges but it's the story of the man who started selfridges and his family and it's um it's it's just it's it's fun but it's also dramatic it's a look into a world that i have no knowledge of in terms of the the running and the day-to-day of a department store and what competition looks like between different um different stores and the families that own them and this is also like early 1900s i'm i'm guessing is when that started i don't have the dates right in front of me but it's so there's also the you know there's great costumes and all of that and uh anyway it's just a it's a really good one and it's not i I think they only had like maybe three seasons maybe four at the most it wasn't um like a really long running show um but it's it was a fun one i think that one was on pbs if i remember right i think that's a that's like a a, a masterpiece yeah um theater show so as long as you get acorn and um pbs and uh what was the other one brit box brit box you're good yeah you got them all (laughs) all right i know you're gonna agree with me on this one Uh, happy valley oh yeah that one is way up my list i've talked about it so much i didn't want to bring it up but i'm glad you did <laughs> and i forget you probably know the actress's name but i forget her name off the top sarah of my lancaster head. that's it she was also in um uh we watched that one uh what was it last tango in- oh last tango in halifax yes i love that one too yes i love loved- nicola walker's in that one yes too. she is yeah <laughs> Proving our point that they all just circle back. (laughs) Uh, We're just going to throw the same ones in. But yeah, I really love that one as well. But um, yeah, that was just a really, again, I love the gritty Mm -hmm. character she played in Happy Valley. Um, I bought her as a cop. Oh, yeah. You know, she had much more of a Cagney Lacey vibe. Right. Like, (laughs) Like a tough 
cookie. Yeah. Um, and again, just an interesting, interesting storylines um, that uh, you don't always see coming. Yeah. So. No, that's a total winner in my book. Um, another one that I really love, and I'm pretty sure you love this one too, was Downton Abbey. Yep. It's on the list. <laughs> Who didn't? So not all of mine are crime shows. Yes. Um, I love Downton Abbey. I just, there are so many great storylines, so many great performances. And even the movies that they've made, I thought have been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. We've watched all of them and there's just, yeah, it was interesting because I remember, again, I'm not as much of a period piece Mm -hmm. watcher as much as my husband is. He'll watch all of those things. And I'm usually like, okay, haven't we seen it (laughs) enough? Um, But then when you start watching it and you realize, although they do focus on the the royalty part part of the family mm-hmm. it's so much more about the help and the underbelly. oh yeah i mean it's the people downstairs are yeah. having all the good story that's lines. right that's where all the hot gosses and um, that's right and i think that's really what drew me in to that um was all those developing characters mm-hmm. and um and how they you know interacted with each other and then also the people that they serve right um and whatnot and i mean yeah because there's a, a part of me that that says how how exciting could it have been to sit around in formal wear all day long and do absolutely nothing right i mean they really <laughs> you know we were talking about the royals before but you know we were talking about that in terms of like appearances and philanthropy mm-hmm. and you know meetings and stuff these people did none of that right <laughs> Uh, they just sat around and, and attended parties. It's all social. Right. I just can't imagine that would be so boring, that everything is done for you. So yeah. it's like you're doing literally nothing. I mean, they rode horses occasionally. Yeah. But to nowhere and for no other competition. <laughs> <laughs> but they, I mean, but they still managed to make their like lives, you know, like the love stories and things yes. like that interesting. So yeah, to me, it was all about the help and, yes. you know, some of the. I agree. Naughtiness. Although, who was the um the second oldest sister? Is it Edith? Is that her name? Yes. Mm-hmm. She was a writer. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> you know, Edith, you know, I always felt bad for her character because first of all, they made her sound like she was a troll. She, I know, was, she not. was not. She's a beautiful woman. Yes. You know, but they made her out to be like, oh, you're the ugly one. Right. Um, you know, we all know what happened to the youngest one. Yes. Um, uh, and, and she was kind of the, the rebel, but yeah, I, I felt like she had more of that. I'll go do something right. And, and have purpose. Yeah. Um, but, but, but even in the show, they were trying to like keep her from doing it. Like, why would you want to go do that? Why would you want to have, why would you want to have some kind of accomplishment? Exactly. Your job is to sit here and wear a career and wear a tiara. (laughs) But she got them all in the end yes, she because did. not only did she get her career, but she got her man who she didn't even know yep. was a bazillionaire. Uh, yep. And she came out on top. Take that, Mary. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we talk about non-cop shows and yes. we recently talked about this, but it's on my list. Doc Martin. Oh yeah. It's on my list too. I love it. Yeah. We finally finished it. And there was like, again, that was another one with like, I think 10, 11. Oh yeah. A lot of seasons. A lot of seasons and stuff. And it was so funny because for me, that show was, you know, when you look at his character, I saw him do an interview mm-hmm. as like, as I had not seen him in any other show. Okay. And it was so funny how different he 
appeared. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. he looked the same. But, but he's he's nothing like nothing. his and it character. Was, it was so funny to see him smiling yeah. and laughing. Relaxed. And, you know, Doc Martin's this very, like, probably on the spectrum. Oh, for sure. Um, just very, like, you know, not sociable. Doesn't pick up on those kinds of cues. So yeah. he, he's very smart and he's very good at what he does. But it's, like, super uptight. Yeah. Kind of mean yeah. at times. And yeah. so. Very blunt. Yeah. In the beginning, you're thinking, oh, yeah, he is not likable. But yeah. then he really becomes likable oh, to you does. because you can just tell like he really wants, mm-hmm. you know, things to go well. He just doesn't understand that he doesn't come off as, right. you know. And then I thought it was funny too because he, throughout the entire um, series, um, he has a um, a hate-hate relationship with the dogs. Oh, the dog. I know. I love that. He doesn't <laughs> hate the dogs, doesn't want the dog in the house or whatever, but in real life, he loves dogs. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, uh, I thought, but yeah, so uh, to me, he just became kind of a lovable character yes. that you wanted to see succeed. Yeah. And you know, he, I'm blanking on what the actor's name is that plays that part. I'll have to look it up, but yeah. he has another, he stars in another a series. I'm not sure which of the streaming platforms it's on. I'll look it up and tell you the name of it but he's a detective okay and um it's a short run i think it's maybe like one or two seasons um and he's also very good in that too yeah um but anyway yeah i love doc martin and i don't know i mean i guess is that over over i think so yeah i mean i think they wrapped it up but i don't know if they probably were. yeah because that's also not been out for a long I time i think they they did some kind of like prequel like they did a couple movies we didn't watch them yeah i i've seen those on prime but i haven't watched them yeah because that's where we run into trouble because if we're late to the party as we were yeah with doc martin um then sometimes we run into like oh they did a special and like what do you watch right I, my firm rule is you watch it as it was put out in the too. universe me too you know um, you know, we I don't this, want any spoilers. Right. We had this conversation <laughs> about Star Wars one time and I was like, you start with episode four, right. George Lucas intended. <laughs> you don't start with episode one That's because right. that was not the first movie that came out. You right. have to see it in the way so you can go back and same thing. So, um, so yeah, I don't, we didn't want to go back and watch those or we didn't want to watch those first because we thought that might taint yeah. our opinion. Nope. I agree. Totally. Um, another one that I really love, and I actually don't know if this is considered British TV, um, because I think the original series was maybe Swedish or something, but it's Wallander. Have you watched Mm. Wallander? The, the version that I watched is, um, Kenneth Branagh, the British okay, actor. I know he that plays is. the, the lead character, Wallander. Okay. And it's a detective, you and this know, sounds familiar. Show. Yep. It's, it's very, very good. Okay. And then Netflix put out a young Wallander series. Like okay. Maybe two or three years ago. It's not very old at all. And it was pretty good too, but the, um, the one the the one with um, Kenneth Branagh I definitely recommend. Yeah. It's um, again very, you know, gritty storytelling, great character development, amazing performances. Yeah, I definitely recommend that one. Yeah, too. know this about me um, because the hubs would be laughing right now. Um, <laughs> is that I'm much better. Like I've I've watched so many shows that sometimes I can't remember the titles yeah. of everything. 
because he'll say, Amy, we watched that. Oh, okay. We did. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I'm pretty sure we probably did. I just don't remember. That. Yeah. Um, so this is one on the list that you may not have on your list, but we watch it religiously um, because there have been many episodes and, and not the same main character every time. Okay. Death in Paradise. Is that, I know I've seen it like across the bottom of the screen yeah. as a you might like this yeah but I, no i don't think i've watched it so it's what i would describe now i would not put it at the level of broad church or you know right. some of those more intense crime dramas this is one of those just easy every episode is his own episode okay kind of almost murder she wrote kind right. of as <laughs> um and it's almost like not it's british but it's almost not british in the sense that it's uh it's done on a fictional island in the caribbean oh and they bring in a detective because they're under british rule right they're a part of the commonwealth yeah (laughs) and so so the whole police department is local except they bring in a detective who happens to be from england okay and um and they have rotated that particular person it's always a brit but they've rotated that person since because they're seasons and seasons to watch or whatever so it's great when you like it's it's good especially if you don't have anything else that you're entwined in that you're Mm -hmm. like oh i just want to and and it give a shot at but it's kind of funny because obviously the brits always feels like they're a little out of water right because they're you know in this tropical location (laughs) and stuff like that um but and then they've they've even interchanged some of the police officers um as i understand it too for filming it's difficult because um, they have to film, you know, in a tropical location. It's right. hard to get people to commit right. to doing that level of, of filming for that long of time. And so they've, you know, which actually I think works out great because you get different characters mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And um, it's just fun. It's a fun um, and different and different show. But it's always one of those like um, the the detective always has one of these like like they're uber smart and they're just mm-hmm. trying to figure things out. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a good one. You should watch it. Yeah. I'll definitely check that out. So another one for me is Luther. Oh yeah. I love Idris Elba. Oh, and yes. Luther is just, it's so well written and it's just, I mean, talk about grit. Yeah. That is a gritty show. I wish it was still on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I was, I was laughing because just the other day I was watching um, old Law and Order shows because, um, you know, uh, if I need something to be playing in the background while I'm working. Um, and uh, I was joking uh, with both my son and my husband. And I said, I think all good actors have to be on Law and Order at some point. Right. <laughs> because especially when you go back and you watch old ones and you didn't know they were going to be them then because they were just nobody then. Right. And I literally just this past week watched one and, and whatever the the criminal they picked up off the street was Idris Elba. Yeah. And I thought, really? <laughs> And it's like you said, like now it's like, no, Idris is the detective now. Yeah. But when he was 19, he, yeah. was, he was on Law and Order. I think I heard him on, I heard him on a podcast. I think it may have been Smartless. Do you ever listen to Smartless? Yes. It's uh, it's a good one. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it was that one. And they were interviewing him. You know, it's, uh, what is it? Jason Bateman, Will Arnett. Yes. And, uh Jack from Will and Grace, whose yeah. name I'm blinking on. Uh, anyway, he was talking about Sean that. Hayes. Sean Hayes, thank you. He was talking about that. T- Idris Elba was talking about that time in his career, mm-hmm. and you know, coming to the states, and you know that he did Law and Order, and I think one of them was joking. Oh yeah, I think we were on the same episode because like everybody's right. been on that show. <laughs> I mean, literally. I mean, because I sometimes I go back and forth between Special Victims Unit 
and then the regular law and yeah. order. And I think for me, because sometimes I just if, if I'm doing something mundane and but I, I need something in my ear so mm-hmm. that I don't get distracted by something else. And right. it's not something I, I have to watch. Right. I can listen to it's it. It's background noise. Yeah. But. And so and that that those are usually pretty good because I don't need to watch it right. as much. Um, but yeah, it's so funny to see like, oh, my gosh, that's the actor that we now watch on this show. Right. And this sh- and they were together. Yeah. Like, there was two actors from Chicago Med. And I was like, I had no idea. They knew each other before Chicago Med. <laughs> You know, but really, really was. Uh, so it's kind of funny to see people like I, there was one actor who's on Hawaii Five O. He plays Rick, mm-hmm. and he was so young when mm-hmm. he was on Law and Order. I almost didn't recognize him. Yeah, I was like, I, was like, I think that is Rick from Magnum BI. Well, and that's another thing is that that show goes so far back that yeah. you know Law and Order has been around for a hundred years. Right, you're you have to be on that show. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's do a couple more. Um, Vera. Do you watch Vera? No. Oh my gosh. So good. Oh, okay. I got to add have to watch. All right. There are several seasons. Adding. Um, it's either on the Brit box or the acorn. Okay. I can't remember which one of those platforms it's on, but it is the actress that plays Vera. Vera is the detective. She's kind of a middle-aged a uh, woman who is, you know, the main detective. And then she has people that kind of work for her in her team. And they're, you know, it's like most of these shows. Well, not most of them, I guess, but some of them. The thing about British TV that I also love is that it's, it's indigestible amounts, right? Like you have a season that's like four episodes and each one is almost like a mini movie because it's like an hour, hour and a half yeah. long yep. without commercials. So several seasons of it are available. It's still actually being made now. Um, I highly recommend it. Brenda. Brenda, yes. Brenda um, Blethen, is that how you say her last name? Blethen, Blythen, I'm not oh, sure. But okay. yes, I was, um, I wanted to say Blythe Danner and that's Gwyneth Paltrow's mom. There you go. <laughs> but you know, you're right. It was similar. Yeah, but she is so good on this show because the you know her character is written to be very smart, obviously witty. She just has a command in her performance on the show that just makes it so fun to watch. And you know some of the shows are heavier than others, like a lot of these series. Hey, I'm seeing 13 seasons. Yeah, I think and that that's, sounds that's right. A, that is a binging person's dream. Yes, you know when you're like, yes, so, I can check okay. into it. All right, You'll I got love it. it. It's on the list. What else? What else you got? <laughs> what else? I have a million. We don't have to go through them all. Um, <laughs> Hinterland. Have you seen Hinterland? No. This is a. Um, it was. I think it was on Netflix at one point. But it's probably on one of the other... In fact, I saw it the other day, so I know it's still streaming. It's about... Uh, it's, I think, happen, or takes place in Wales. Okay. Um, but it's also, a, you know, British... I think it's a British detective that comes to Wales to work, if I'm remembering correctly. Okay. And um, really interesting plots, great character development, Um there's sort of an underlying, like with a lot of these, you know, you're 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 following the character development of the main characters, but yeah. each episode is a different crime that they're solving. Okay. 
Um, it's it's just very it's really really well done. It's one of the first ones that I watched. I think uh, kind of around the time that I watched Broadchurch. Okay. Um, so. I'm looking at it to see if there's any familiarity. So I'm yeah. feeling pretty confident I did not see this and will not be embarrassed by my spouse later. <laughs> So I'm adding it to the list. So, yeah. I mean, I could just go on and on, but I think we've touched on a lot of the the mainstays, either on this episode or on our um, our favorites, the ones that we did with yes. our kids when we talked about some of the shows that we really love. So, highly recommend the British television for anybody who hasn't been turned on to it yet. And you'll learn a lot. You pick up some great um, terminology, like Amy said. Yep. Yes, my lady. <laughs> Yes, you do. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that's it. This week in the zeitgeist, we're talking Happy I Love You Day, as we call it in the Fleeman House, or Valentine's Day. Yay. So it's coming, just like it does every year. Absolutely. And I, you know, different years have different feelings about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of hype. I want, yeah, it's definitely a commercial um, celebration for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't know. I've come to appreciate the holiday less about just like the, the love in your life necessarily. And just kind of a day to talk about love in general, like love to your friends and your, and your family and your gals and your, you know, I definitely bust out my bitmoji that day and send it to all my girlfriends. That's right. So (laughs) I think it's just like a day to be. Yeah. And, and so, cause I know historically it's been, oh, if you didn't, if you didn't have someone in your life and it was a very sad day, right? you know, I can remember in college, we, we always had crush day mm. right around for the sorority. We always had crush day. It was right around Valentine's day. Okay. And this was the concept that you would tell your sorority sisters who your crush was <gasps> like who you had a crush on and yeah. they would call them cause we didn't have the phones back then. Right. They, uh, they would call them and invite them to this party as your date. <gasps> I know. I did not I have... I don't remember that. Yeah, well, uh, the reason probably why is because I never did it okay. because I didn't have that level of confidence. <laughs> I didn't... I didn't want that level of rejection to yeah. tell them who my crush was and then find out that they wouldn't come to the party. Yeah. But I do remember one particular one. So I didn't want to do the crush and... um, And then one of our fellow friends had just... um broken up with her boyfriend for a couple oh. years this was becky we yeah know, we'll call becky out because we won't use her last name <laughs> you know who you are you know you are <laughs> and um and so i was like okay well so she's not going to the crush party i'm not going to the crush party so we just and we weren't old enough to drink at the bar yet <laughs> so as i recall we just pounded beers in the alleyway next to arnold's <laughs> And then went in and hung out with people. I think we've come a long way from just saying, oh, well, if that's not what your situation is, you can't celebrate it or you can't also be happy on that day. I think it's, you know, like love your pet. That's right. Love everyone. Be lovely that day. Or have a Galentine's party with all your girls. Yeah. And just make the best of it and and have a good time. It's a great excuse to eat candy. Hey, do we need an excuse? That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us and give us a good rating wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Hush My Mouth Pod. Bye. Bye. Hush my mouth. I won't be able to. <laughs> um, hush. I can't do it. <laughs>